So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Ease Conversations. Thanks a lot to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the homie Kilisin Ud. Chris, you absolutely killed it on there, and we look forward to having you on again down the road. So now for episode 86 of Easy Conversations. I'm extremely excited, of course, to be back in the studio virtually with the homie Matt. Say what's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? Hope everyone's having a great time right now. I know I am. Hockey playoffs just started. Um, and tonight's guest is its always an entertaining episode, and I can't wait to dive right into it. So, Eric, why don't you introduce who our guest is tonight? We brought nothing but the best back on for this episode. Pretty much like last time at this point, the homie needs no introduction. You're all extremely familiar with him making his eighth appearance on Easy Conversations. Bringing back the good, our good friend, the homie Basam Issa. Say what's up to the people. What is up, everybody? Thank you for having me on again. Extremely excited. Eight. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, I'm looking forward to this episode. Yep. Same here. So this episode will kind of be a continuance of our of your last appearance, actually, Basam, where we did our iconic All Things Overrated episode. We're doing the flip side of that nice little Mirror Dimension episode. We're going to be going with the All Things <laughs> Underrated for this one. So if you'll recall... Sam's last appearance, we listed off five things that we find overrated in this life. So we're going to do our foil to that with some top five underrated things. And um, yeah, I have no idea in which direction you guys took your five. Mine are all over the place and I'm excited to get into it. So I'll throw it over to our guest of honor first to get the ball rolling here. Basam, hey. what is the first thing that you want to share with us that you believe is underrated in this life? So my, this, this one kind of came to me immediately. Um, and I saw it recently on a meme and I remember seeing it in the past on a meme. And I think you guys uh, will agree with me here, but waking up a few hours before your alarm and then realizing you can go back to sleep. So for me, it's, oh, I swear to God, it's equivalent to two full sleeps. So let's say my alarm's at like 8 a.m., waking up at like 5.30 a.m., and you're like, oh my god, I still have some more sleep time. That's my first underrated experience. What's your take on that, Matt? Wow, I if you had said, like, I'm completely shocked by, like, the brilliance, the brilliantness of, of that answer, because I didn't, <laughs> I could, I wouldn't have thought of that if I had a million years to, like, prepare for this pod. That I do love that feeling. You're right, Basam. Me, it's when I accidentally, like, put my alarm for a stupid time and then realize, oh, no, wait, I don't have to work today and, like, go back to... You're right. Amazing Similar, feeling. Yeah, sure. You sleep so well in those, like, hours. In that the, last... Like, yeah, oh. that last stretch, yeah. I swear to you, it's like an, it's a full sleep on its own. For yeah. me, at least. I don't know if I would seek it intentionally, like I do it accidentally. So what do you think, yeah. Eric? Yeah, definitely don't seek it intentionally. If it happens, it happens. Me, it's a bit of both. It's like I'm kind of frustrated that my sleep has been interrupted. But if you have, like in this example, the 5.30 to 8, p- 8 a.m. window, that's a ton of real estate to work with. So 100%. I'm ecstatic if I see that it's 5.30 and I only have to get up at 8. So I will agree that that is underrated. It's a a great feeling. So yeah, no, that's a that's a good one. To you mentioned uninterrupted. You don't go. You go to you don't go to the bathroom at all at night, or you you're just straight solid like REM sleep right through. No, 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 no. Definitely <laughs> not solid eight of REM sleep. The ocho, as they call it. I wish I was like that. I do get up sometimes, like for washroom or just stuff on my mind. And then yeah, like I have a little bit of extra time to sleep. 
but I do wish to just be able to sleep through the night. Don't know if yeah, we want to get sure. into everyone's sleep patterns here, <laughs> no. but uh, that's my experience is that, yes, it is great when that happens and you have enough time. If you wake up though, on the flip side of that though, if you wake up like 30 or 40 minutes before your alarm, it's kind of a bad buzz and you're trying to just cram extra that's sleep true. in there. I know that's not that what true. you're um, explaining there, describing, but minimum hour and a half, I think is, okay, is okay. the threshold here for, yes. for good feeling. I agree with that threshold. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a terrible feeling, honestly, because you're like, ah, that's I get true, up actually. early, yeah, start reading, and, and uh, yeah, nope, that's a good one. But that's a really good one, but Sam, yeah, uh, I guess I'll go next, Eric. Yeah, See, go for it. Okay, um, man, mine's not as brilliant as that answer. I really <laughs> like that mine, so Don't worry, Matt. <laughs> you caught me completely off guard with that. I'm like, damn, I should have thought of my list harder. No, no. Uh, Mine's a, I'm going to go with like, I had different subjects and this is like the food, the food item or Mm -hmm. in that category. And it's, I think McDonald's coffee is severely underrated. I drink that stuff black every day. And I think, I think it gets like a bad McDonald gets a bad like rep for their greasy food as they should, but like their coffees are delicious. And I drink, I love this because we're we're going full circle here because on the overrated episode i think you you had said tim hortons was overrated this brings into my next point of tim hortons is overrated as a whole okay because their coffee is not that great mcdonald's is like way above timmy's coffee and then we got on to the fact that mcdonald's had taken tim hortons's old uh coffee Uh, that's hilarious yeah i do like mcdonald's coffee i've been starting uh, to drink a bit more coffee than before. I remember on that episode, I told you guys I don't drink coffee. Mm-hmm. That's right. But recently, like I've been uh, gymming consistently and I'll, I'll have like a small coffee an hour before the gym. And like, it just kind of works as a little pre-workout. So yeah, McDonald's coffee is good. So yeah, like you said, calling back to that episode, you, I believe said coffee was overrated. So are you kind of coming around on that take that it might not be overrated? It's still overrated. I don't enjoy the taste, to be honest. And then, like, I'm just drinking it for the purpose of getting a little buzz before my workout, you know? I haven't gotten to the point where I need it or rely on it to wake up or or function throughout the day. But, no, it's still overrated to me. Okay. But McDonald's coffee, underrated. Okay. I would say McDonald's coffee, to be honest, perfectly rated. I think it's gotten a good amount of traction over the last few years like especially when they're doing i feel like they picked up steam when they started the free coffee giveaway like they had a week Mm, during the year where they gave like you could get a small coffee for free and that's when people started coming around on mcdonald's coffee and i love mcdonald's coffee not a bad thing in the world to say about it but i'll say rated i am i think it's it's up there like if you're going if you're going like toe-to-toe with starbucks Maybe you could say it's underrated because people always bring up like Starbucks second right. cup mm. in that conversation. So underrated in that sense. But I think now it's at a, a good place in the world of coffee to be just good coffee. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Thinking back, maybe I should have went with drinking black coffee because like I'm a big ad. I'm, I always push drinking the McDonald's coffee black to like all my coworkers and people at work. So now thinking back, maybe I should have went with like drinking coffee black as it's very underrated. Yes. I'm like, I'm a huge, I'm, just, oh, I'm, tr- yeah. I'm like an, I push that on people at work. Like just try it once. And then like, 
you're going to learn to love that bitter taste. That bitter taste becomes a delicious taste. So do you guys like, do you drink like Turkish coffee or Arabic coffee at all at home? My grandparents live no. with me and every no. morning. I just, the smell of it is, is amazing. But, um, that bitterness, I can't do it, man. I'll have yeah. to put a ton of sugar in there. Like you said, Matt, for me too, like it's not bitter at all. It's just delicious. I'm a huge coffee black guy. That's all. I don't remember the last time I had a cup of coffee with milk or sugar in it. Other than like a latte, which is like a once a year thing when we cut our Christmas tree or like yeah. coffee Baileys, but no, it's strictly coffee black all day. It's the best. Nice. I agree. Underrated for sure. Um, I was going to go food for my first one, but I'll switch it up and, uh, kind of segues nicely from our last episode in which I said that I was going to have to get on a task that I set for myself in the year, which was to learn how to change my own winter tires. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm extremely excited <laughs> to announce that I have done so over the weekend. Nice. Um, Round of applause. This, this is kind of tying into my first underrated thing. So I'm just going to, let's just clap it up for me real quick there. Like just getting that done. Thank you. <laughs> And um, yeah, also shout out the homie Dallas Dunn, previous guest on the show. He heard our episode in which I talked about that and he reached out asking if I needed help. He could come over and show me the ropes he did. So shout out Dallas. And uh, yeah, it was super fun to do. So my first underrated thing is learning a new skill, which, and that kind of goes into like stepping out of your comfort zone because it's something that I feel like we don't really do and, and we should be doing more and seeking those things out are underrated and kind of difficult to do. But then when you do it, that fulfillment is second to none. And yeah, um, yeah that's my first thing is just Love stepping that. out of your comfort zone, learning a new skill, change your own winter tires. That's my, I'm, I'm curious. Did you, uh, did you use a gun to change the tires? Yeah. So we did the uh, manual um, lug wrench or whatever it's called right. to loosen them took the um, bolts or nuts, nuts off and then yeah i used a gun to tighten nice yeah so all Good dallas's job. equipment he brought over so now i realize that i'm missing a few tools in my arsenal to do this shout out dallas winter but um yeah no it was super fun to do and um got a little hands were extremely greasy just kissing the the pavement getting under my car <laughs> seeing where i could prop the <laughs> <laughs> jack there but it was a lot of fun and yeah i highly recommend learning new skill hey, here's my one question for you though sorry i'm not letting matt speak on this topic okay. i will in a bit um did you mark your tires for next for for winter is that something that you With should shock. do like yeah you want to rotate them in the winter so mm. the front the t- tires in the front you want to throw them in the back next winter you can okay. you can do it now i mean or but the ones you replaced you might have a tough time remembering it doesn't really matter yeah. but just for next time mark them because they okay. wear out more in the front little bit of information for you here yeah. so i should have reached out to a more seasoned tire changer such as yourself before doing this but um, dallas okay. did the, you know what I, I shout out to dallas but he, he kind of messed up there man Damn, okay <laughs> just joking but yeah eric putting yourself out of your comfort zone and learning a new skill well, that's a great great like thing you brought up there because it's not something we love to do but we're so happy when we do it when we actually do it and it hurts to admit it's very underrated and it hard to admit like yeah i don't know how to do that i need help it's, mm-hmm. it's slightly embarrassing i know people that will never admit like they can't do it or they need help they'll just stubbornly yeah. try and f- they fake it till they make it or whatever that attitude is and they're never going to learn anything so i'm not the handiest person ever in the world like i admit that and like i love being shown like 
like a craft around the house or you know something how to fix something or you know repairs so great pick eric thank you and yeah i'm not handy at all for anyone listening to this who would be like matt or myself like we're not handy guys but sam clearly he's a tire rotator so he he knows what he's doing i'm not you know what i'm not handy um i'm just maybe a bit handy with the tires because i (laughs) watch my dad do them every Uh. every single well twice a year but he still barely lets me do my own he just i just have to just give him the tools take the tires bag them that's golden Uh, but just watching like watching you learn a lot yeah which is which is dope so good for you man that's that's awesome thank you back was killing me the next day but yeah worth it was a good good back hurt I don't really have like topics like food and then something like mine. Mine are sort of just like experiences that have that some of them are most of them are experiences. But my next one is because uh, I felt it twice um, on my vacation. So first time in Vietnam and second time in Greece, it's uh, the feeling of act- getting back home after being homesick from a long trip. Um, and I realized my threshold for for trips like these uh, where you're doing touristy things uh, is two weeks. Honestly, maybe 10 days. Um, after 10 days is like, that's where I'm pushing it. In Vietnam, I was there for three weeks. I remember that third week, I was just like, I miss everything about my house, my bed, my toilet, everything. So that feeling of actually, you know, arriving back in your city, pulling up to the driveway, getting back into your home is, I think, a very underrated feeling. You guys, wow. can can you relate? Absolutely. Every family like family trip I've taken where it's like longer than a week is like I start like I need my own toilet and it's yeah. the best feeling ever like when you oh I I get homesick a lot actually really easily and maybe that's why I've not gone on too many trips in my life I'm too like oh, I don't want to step out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. but that's a whole other topic um so good pick <laughs> but Sam I like that your things are un like. My list is more materialistic and like mm-hmm. categorized almost, but you got like specific like instances in life. I love that. Yeah, experiences. Yeah. No, I 100% agree with Sam. Like it, we just got back from a trip a few weeks ago and yeah. it was a seven day thing. And by the time, like it was our last morning on the cruise and we were like, oh, like this was such a good trip, so much fun, but also like we're ready to go home and ready to get yeah, back exactly. to like our bed and like our just our, our house and all that there. So no, I... 100% agree. Going on trips is the best. Like, it's so much fun. It's the perfect escape. But, yeah, like, that routine, you kind of miss it as well. Just having everything, like, that's yours from back home. No, no, you said it very well. I agree 100%. Super underrated. Category now is music. Hey. Oh, <laughs> I think we talked about this, honestly, again, last time in the overrated we definitely talked about rappers, but like oh. very underrated rapper here, Freddie Gibbs. Let's go. Oh um, here's why he's underrated because I, I liked hip hop and like, I, I've listened to hip hop my whole life. And like, I didn't really know who Freddie was until Eric introduced me to him. I thought I knew like, Oh, I know all the good rappers. No, I, I did not like Freddie Gibbs. I actually don't, I know very little about rap. I'm, I'm learning over these past few years, but Freddie Gibbs, his last two albums, I still listen to this day, like in the car and bandana and uh, Alfredo. And I don't know, it it grows on me a lot. Um, He's growing on me a lot still. And I think more people should be aware of him. That's why I find him underrated. He doesn't get the attention that lesser rappers get. All right, I'll 
I'll just jump in there. Super well said, Matt. I was, uh, the Sam can probably attest to this too, that back when we, when we were in the office, I'd always be just running, walking around, just yapping to people about Freddie Gibbs and be like, all right, yeah. Eric, that's enough talking about this guy. But I'm glad now that you can take that role for me in this episode anyways and spread the propaganda that is the greatness of Freddie Gibbs. 100% does not get brought up in many like mainstream rap conversations. Definitely not with kids nowadays. Like They're not really aware of how great of a rapper he is. In my mind, and I said it last episode too, should be in that that big three that we mentioned, the Kendrick, J. Cole, Drake. Better rapper than at least one, if not two of them in my book. So I'm a big Gibbs guy. Can't wait to see what he does next. Those two albums are Timeless, Bandana and Alfredo. And he has a few other great albums as well, like um, Pinata, classic album. Yeah. yeah. There's a few others. I'm not just going to list them all there. But yeah, I'm an I'm a OG Gibbs promoter so i don't know what else needs to be said on my end i i clearly need to go back and listen to him some more <laughs> so yeah eric plugs him all the time at least he used to he stopped recently yeah. um he introduced me to freddie gibbs like you matt i think the first one i listened to was alfredo uh, i don't remember and it was a great album i really enjoyed it but it's just that style of music i'm finding myself going away from like Eric will also plug Benny the Butcher. Like, it's just not my jam. Or just Griselda, Wu-Tang Clan. Like, those kind of those kind of artists. I'm, I'm finding myself not really listening to them as much. But uh, I got to go back. Maybe listen to Alfredo one more time and, and peep some other stuff. On the topic of music, go ahead. You're going to say something? No, no. I was going to lump in Benny in there, too. It's funny that yeah. you mentioned him. <laughs> On the topic of music, I've been listening to a lot of like classic soul, Motown funk, like Otis Redding, Sam Cooke, Bill Withers, Jackson 5. Like that's been my jam recently. I have um, satellite radio finally in my car and I'm just on the classic soul, Motown funk channel all the time. I don't change it. So hmm. That is kind of underrated. Maybe you guys should check out some some classic soul artists. It's a huge blind oh. spot for me. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. bonus underrated i was actually just talking about music now made me think like little underrated is to just like listen to different genres of music kind of yeah. like you saying they're experimenting in the soul genre and um like me too like i like throwing on some old rock every now and then mm-hmm. like um who did i just listen to the other day um dark side of the moon well i listen to the doors a lot now i can't really say they're underrated there but um Oh my God, Pink Floyd is who I was listening to. And like That's like music yeah. I don't listen to at all there. So it's nice to switch it up every now and then. But my real pick here is going to be, I feel like this is very underrated to do, like to pass the time, puzzles. A big puzzle Ooh. guy. We do them all the time here. <laughs> it's a great like way to just not be in front of a screen, focus on making some mm-hmm. connections here and there in the pieces, painting a picture without the brush. You know, you're just doing the work. Love that. I said, love that. Oh, the love painting that. the okay, picture without the brush. Else. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no puzzles are. Um, I feel like a lost art too. Great way to connect. Do it with a few people or partner, parent, whoever. Just a great time. And normally they're nice pictures too. So like we have some that we're gonna do of like um a bunch of destination cities around the world, like Australia, London. We have a few others there, I forget, but like some of them are places that I've been to. So it's just nice to be like, oh yeah, I've been to this city, like in like London, obviously there. So brings back nice memories at the same time. And like I said, the big thing though, for me is not being on your phone and like watching TV 
and probably not listening to um, well sometimes if i'm working on a puzzle alone i'll listen to a podcast there but yeah yeah so that's my pick puzzles great pick eric i that's like gonna be a thing i'm gonna get into this year is i don't know if i should say uh, let's just this might be the last time i record this podcast in this in the place i'm at right now just foreshadowing a future announcement anyways i'm just gonna say puzzles might be something i start doing in this new habitat of mine uh down the road uh just very busy at the moment but like i i've every time i've done a puzzle i've loved it because it's like i don't think of anything else like you said eric and i do listen to music or podcasts during the puzzle making but uh what I love is the hard ones that you're not, you're never going to finish in like those two, three hours you sit down or hour. So it's like, you know that, and you're just taking your time and you're enjoying the, 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 de- the, the, the journey is as fun as the destination thing. Yeah. And I love introducing puzzles to people that don't necessarily like, I like, I'm sorry. I like giving them as gifts is what I'm trying to say. I like buying yeah. puzzles for people. Yeah. So good pick, Eric. Definitely a good gift idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've only done one. Or two puzzles in my lifetime so most recent one we've done as a family was like when the pandemic started when nice. i was in got i think it was a 1000 or 2000 piece puzzle two thousand. Um, one th- i think it was one to be honest i'm not gonna say it was two <laughs> I, ca- I just can't remember it was definitely 1000 um and i realized quickly that i don't have the patience for it like i, I did the outside of the puzzle <laughs> nice. uh, hey, did the some puzzle. of the corners or whatever the easy the stuff and then yeah. yeah and then i'd notice my dad just every like couple hours he'd go and start working on it a bit i'd help him here and there but like i wasn't truly focused on finishing the puzzle it took a long time to finish and when we finally finished it like uh, my dad wanted to frame it but uh, we never ended up framing it but yeah puzzles puzzles are a good time good way to pass the time for sure uh, severely underrated actually like mm-hmm. that's good good uh, i can't believe i didn't think of that Ugh. i'm just gonna say also like sneaky cool um posters to frame a puzzle and then like have it hanging somewhere in your house like my parents house is those uh, we had two posters from um, the star wars phantom menace movie one was underwater at naboo like with mm-hmm. the um like the fish and the um the ship that they go into to get like to the underground water subterranean passage anyways. And the other one is a pod racer, like a pod race. So those are like really cool puzzles that we did when we were kids. And then we hung them up as posters and frames for the longest time. It's just like a pretty cool mm-hmm. little uh, wall nice. art. And um, yeah, agreed. Also great gifts, little uh, custom puzzle for whomever you want. Yeah. All right. My turn. Number three, this one's kind of a, a, a corny, underrated thing which makes me think i don't know if a lot of people may use it as may may uh, choose it as an underrated thing um just flat just straight up exercise and, and the reason i say that um i've been consistently working out and going to the gym for the past like i want to say five or six months and, and before that i never did that like it would just, it was so inconsistent i'd go for a month stretch or two month stretch i wouldn't do like consistent splits or anything like that but recently i've really been focusing on the gym uh, not so much my my diet but just exercising in general helps so much like i've noticed um i used to have sciatica pain from my lower back like that's completely gone like i'm just more motivated to do certain things sleeping is better um and the reason I'm, i chose exercise is because um i went out first round of golf with eric a couple days ago 
and I mentioned to him, I'm just like, my swing just felt better. My, my whole game felt better. I just felt stronger, if that makes sense. And I'm like, man, it, it has to be because I'm, you know, I'm consistently exercising. But exercise is, is super underrated just because of the benefits it gives you in all other parts of your life. Yeah. Absolutely, but First of all, Sam, congrats! Like, good job, man! Like, keep it up. I love to hear that. Actually, my next my next one ties Thanks, into man. like exercise. So I'm just gonna like tie my next one with my 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 next one was push ups. So it's kind of, it's part of exercising. And the reason I bring mm-hmm. in push ups, and we can just we can talk about both is I've been on like a six week push up streak. Basically, like I do nice. at least sixty push ups every day, like minimum sixty, and I just like three three twenties three sets of 20 and like i've noticed a huge difference just like how like my arms getting stronger and like Mm -hmm. you would think okay it's just a push-up but like man i push up i'm working three part like my legs my abs and my arms and i'm like it's a great way of like oh i don't i don't need to go to the gym that day i can just do like a bunch of push-ups and sit-ups in front of my tv or something yeah and it's a great pump and like i try to i don't even sometimes i don't even count them i just go until i can't anymore and if anything, like some days it's like, I'm not doing anything except those 60 pushups. And you know, it keeps me for the next day, like motivated to go to the gym after. And like, it keeps me in the loop is what I'm saying. I never lose like my streak of a day where nothing gets accomplished and pushups. You can do anywhere. You can discreetly yeah. go do them. Like I got to go do, I have to do them on my girlfriend sometimes. And I just like, when no, when she's not around, just, you know, it's 20 pushups, 20. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, what are you doing right now? When I'm like, I'm not finished yet. She's, Anyways, it's push-ups I find are very underrated. Push-ups are great. Like I love that you say that because there's so many different variations of them too. Like you can do closer for triceps, wider for chest, like diamond push-ups, like different yeah. variations of push-ups. Definitely a great, great workout. And, and people don't realize how hard they are when you're first starting. Oh, Even yeah. if you like work out and, and do like um, weights and stuff, just the, the action of a push-up um, – it's not easy. It's it's sort of that repetitive muscle memory thing you have to do. Just repetitions, right? 60, 60 a day is definitely great. No, good job, Matt. That's, I like that answer. I feel like Thanks. that's a regime I should adopt. Like 60 push-ups every day, I'll be striping him like Bassam on the golf course. Guy was hammering his drives down the gut. Like I'll just have man. to I have to give you some public props here. You're Thank you, man. smoking Thank you. your shots, and it's true. Nice. The working out must be a factor. I'm also working out at home, but clearly not enough. I got to up my game. 60 push-ups a day just might be the missing link here. But you know, you those go. are two great underrated answers. Exercise stuff that not enough people do. I feel like if everyone did, they'd all be in a better place in their lives. Mm-hmm. Obviously, physically and mentally as well. Like It's a good escape from whatever you're into, like your work life. If there's a lot of stress, you can... Like we've talked about so many times on the pod, like unload that stress and channel your anger into three sets of 20 push-ups, you know? So yeah. I, am, I love both those answers. Mine, I'm not going to segue into mine yet there, but it was going to be actually kind of exercise related too. But I, Matt, I used to do that like push-ups every morning and then every night before going to bed. And I try to up them every day. Mm-hmm. And that was a great routine I had. This was like, we're looking back at like 2014 here. Like that was okay, long, okay. those days are long gone, but now I think I'm going to bring it back. And but Sam, I like what you said, like, it's super hard to like, okay, five years ago when I quit my farm boy job that I've been there for nine years and I wanted to like change my life and start working out. Like I couldn't even do right. five pushups. It was yeah. very sad, but I started by doing just five pushups every day and then six. And honestly, you'd be surprised only after two, three days, how much 
more you can you improve do quickly. And, yeah. And then you keep it going and using your body weight is like great for exercising. You technically don't need, yeah, curls are nice and stuff, but pushups, you're pushing. You're like, working everything. It, perfect. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. that's very underrated. Uh, You'll notice these, ca- the, the, is it called callus? calisthenics 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 i think it's calis- calisthenics yeah calisthenics. um you ever see those guys at the gym they're like they're doing the most weird next level sort of movements right and everyone's staring at them but those are the guys that can pump out like 150 push-ups in in like one sitting you know and those that's a different kind of strength you know you yeah. could you could bench like two plates for i don't know however many reps but uh the guy that's pumping out the, those push-ups it's different also, Very chin-ups true. a great exercise, too. Eric, you're up, I think. Okay, I was just going to say chin-ups and chin-ups. pull-ups are a pretty good exercise as well. Nice body weight mm-hmm. action. Dips if you want to work those tries as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, it's uh, good. I mean, I guess I could just add on to the exercise wave here. I mean, I guess I will. That's the theme. So mine would nice. be like a nice activity that I do. I try to do every day pretty much. It's basically, my push-ups is going for walks outside, like reconnecting with nature that's something that you maybe you're driving around, you see like older couple walking around like, yeah, like, of course they're walking. Like that's one of the few things they can do. And you kind of think you put that on the back burner. Like, oh, I'm going to walk when I'm, when I'm older, not a guarantee that you can walk when you're older, just saying. Mm-hmm. And also it's just a nice way to like go outside, step away from, if you're working from home, like myself, the Sam, get some fresh air today. Actually, I was just stumped in Excel, like all day working on this problem, trying to find a little solution, a little workaround. Nothing was clicking. Stepped outside for 20 minutes, little lap around the block. I didn't have the answer and I came back, but I felt much better. <laughs> so I would recommend, you know, just going out every now and then I'd say once a day during your lunchtime, if you can throw on the interstellar soundtrack Hey, going for walks underrated. It's my yeah. pick. I love that because that ties into my fourth. Oh, well, winter walks. Oh, winter walks. Winter walks. I think is extremely underrated because people don't necessarily go out for their like leisurely walk um, when it's cold out, right? And the excuse is it's fucking cold out. But I, I want to say. I'm not going out for walks when it's like minus 25, minus 30. That's too cold. But when it's like early winter or just a a cooler day minus 15 minus 10 where people will still avoid going outside uh just bundling up and going for a walk is amazing because you warm up while you're walking right it's a different feeling there aren't many people outside walking when in the winter you know it's super white especially if the sun's out like super bright put on the shades some music podcasts whatever walks in the winter i think are underrated so walking in general for sure underrated you got to be nicely bundled up, though, because any sh- sliver of exposed skin is just feeling it on the cold. And I used to do that. Like, I walked around mm-hmm. when we lived in the country. Shout out Vars. I still walked every day when it was, like, even, like, in the minus 20s. And I had to be, like, there's no yeah, not you got a bundle speck up for sure. of pale skin that was sniffing the cold air, right? And to your point of, like, the people outside, there aren't as many. When you see them, you got to salute. Like, you're, you're warriors <laughs> for trekking through the cold. <laughs> minus 25 is crazy, though. Like, I'm, I'm talking more like minus 10, minus okay, 15, no, no, where, where it's manageable, you know. Even yeah. then, people, you don't see them going out for walks okay. in, um, when it's winter. Sleeper so. underrated. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll agree. As a walk guy. 
Yeah, good answer from both of you. Like, good pick from both of you. Like, that made my long list walk, walking outside, but I eliminated it for other things. But uh, I'm glad you guys brought it up. I have, I've only owned a car for, like, a year now. So I used to walk everywhere, and, like, I learned to love it. And I that's where I listened to all my music and podcasts. Hours mm -hmm. and hours of podcasts. Like, I had, like, six different shows on rotation every week, like, crushing it and, like, the only crappy part is when you go buy stuff, you have to carry it with you after and back home. Yeah. Like there's logistical issues to walking. Like this is walking to live, not like just like going out for a 10 minute walk, 30 minute walk. I agree. Huge. Just for your mental health, your physical health, just to like not stare at a screen all night or watch TV, you know, like you have 30 minutes before the blue Jays or the hockey game, just go outside for a walk for 30 minutes. You know, I, that, I have a two minute, like a one minute walk to my mailbox. I love that walk. Like mm -hmm. sometimes I check the mail, just, I know there won't be much in there, but I just like going walking outside to it. It's a good walk. Um, at work, I get a chance. I can exit the building and take like a 10 minute break. And I, and Eric, that's huge. Like when I'm frustrated at work, go outside. I think ever the older we get, guys, I think this is going to be even key. Like, I think every person should, the older they get, should be going outside. So, like, definitely something I'm going to remember. Well, actually, just shout out Matt and mine's grandmother. She's quite up there in age, and she can still walk with the best of them. And, like, that's, I'm pretty there sure one of the reasons she can, she is so mobile is because she always did walk and was very active. Also kept her mind sharp with reading and puzzles, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, yeah. like, that's a factor. Like you got as soon as you kind of give up the walking game, it's a hard game to get back into. So, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. It's, a it's a downward slope. Yeah. Like it's I, I know because like for your circulation, as the older you get, you need to walk. Like they, the doctors mm -hmm. tell you. Like it's yeah. Good Shout out to guys. your grandma. Shout out grandma. Res oh, she's a, respect she's your a grandma. No, so so my grandparents live with me. And uh, I've been trying to get my grandma to walk with me all the time. Uh, excuses like she has problems like and I think it's it's probably due to the fact that, you know, up in age, they, they if you're not staying mobile and going out for walks, like it only makes your problems worse. Right. Health problems. I mean, even and, now she has yeah. some health problems and I tell her like, yo, you're just sitting down all day. Like it's definitely not helping your health problems. So like come outside for a walk just even if it's up the block and back you know and you'll increase it every day and she's it's super tough to get her out to walk so shout out to your grandma yep. i'll have to tell my grandma about your grandma and maybe <laughs> maybe that'll that'll change uh, her mind and and walking in the winter basam i love like when you're when you're actually bundled up warm enough and you get like that cool, yeah like the um the feeling when you're inside after and like the warm air hits you inside the house and you're like ah and you feel like really like relaxed and yeah i know i know it's a good feeling i know i, yeah. I like that getting back in the house after a cold walk also underrated similarly to coming back underrated. from a long trip you know that homesickness yeah, exactly you felt, you know, that comfort for sure the only home. thing that sucks is getting back in the house after a long cold walk uh, Matt, you'll know because you wear glasses. I used to wear glasses. Oh. Is is your glasses fogging up? And it's not the type of fog that it'll disappear within like a minute. It's like the whole frame and lens is like ice cold, and it's like it takes a you while. Yeah, you gotta take them off. That's funny. That happens yeah. to me all the time. Yeah. Well, my next one is there's walking involved in it. So okay, there so my my next thing I find underrated is the mobile game pokemon go and i'm gonna explain why 
Now, it's kind of funny. I kind of stopped playing the game because my life got a little, like, hectic and busy at the moment. So I don't play as much. But here's why Pokemon Go is underrated. Because it gets people off their asses and out into, like, outside to play. You have to be moving to play this game. Yes, mm -hmm. some of the lazy players play in cars now. And, like, that's how <laughs> the hardcore people play. But you have to, like, go outside and walk. And we just... We were just saying how much walking is so important. So that's reason number one why it's underrated is it, it promotes exercise and healthy living. The second reason why Pokemon Go is underrated is there are this game, there is no end to this game. And there are so many ways you can play it. So many different like ways to approach the game. If all you want to do is PvP battles, like battling, you can just do that all day. And you actually can just do that from your couch and not get up. You can all you can if, if all you want to do is go to the different gyms and take them all down around your city. That's that's what you can do. If all you want to do is catch stuff, that's that's all you need to do. Like there's literally 10 different ways to play this game, which not many games can boast about that. Like it's a very like you're not bored. You're not just stuck doing one thing unless that's the one thing you want to do in this game. Go for it. But even if you're not the biggest Pokemon person, you'll find an aspect of the game that you'll like and you'll just stick to down that path, you know. If you're really into it, you can spend money every month and be like really like hardcore. And I used to be that way like years ago, but you can do all these cool things uh, like using real life money, sadly, but it's, it's kind of fun. <laughs> it's addicting. And or all you want to do is free to play and just go out and, and walk into your parks and catch stuff. You can do that. So, yeah, Pokemon Go is super underrated, in my opinion. I've uh, I'm not a am not a fan of Pokemon. OK, super tough look for me. Eric's just no, eyeing me down right now. Um, and I remember when it was hot, like all my friends and cousins were out playing it. Uh, I never got into it, but but I could definitely see why you find it underrated. Maybe maybe I'll try it one day. I don't know. I don't know why I never got into it, to be honest. I never played and I am was and I'll say still am huge fan of Pokemon. Like I've, mm -hmm. I got a game on the Switch a few years ago for my birthday. I was pumped about it. Like I'll still play the video games. I used to be like very into it. Like I, I think I said already on the pod, I'd battle people online, like set up times and like train my Pokemon a specific way, but never, never did Pokemon Go. Maybe it's because I was staying away from it because most people were getting into it, and then people who aren't as big Pokemon fans as me, and I'm like, ah, like you're just doing it because everyone else is doing it and as a rebel or not wanting to fit in or like a hipster. I don't know, but yeah, I don't never never gave it a chance and. Um, here's the thing like it's a huge time eater pokemon go like as soon as like as soon as i got a girlfriend like yeah i was like the game took a backseat like i couldn't the game requires your attention if you want to like be up to date with stuff and be like in the top ranks like you have to like do stuff every day and that's a commitment but it's fun but like like i say i hardly play now because i have so much other stuff going on but like when you're in it, like if if you fall into like the Pokemon like black hole, it's the funnest thing in the world. And I've met mm -hmm. so many people, and some I still talk to to this day. That's awesome. That's uh, that's another underrated aspect. I've met just random people downtown Ottawa just playing the game, and now like I have them on my Facebook and I chat with them. Like, nice. And that like got me out of my shell. Like when the game came out, twenty eighteen, or when I started going downtown to playing twenty eighteen. The game came out twenty sixteen, I think. But like you meet a lot of people and it's like it's at first it's weird. It's like you're both staring at each other. You, you know, you're both staring at your phones and you're like, OK, wait, you're playing, too. And it's 
very awkward at first, but I think it's a, it'd be a good game for introverted people that are into video games to go out into the real world and interact with people while still playing a game on your phone. Um, the social aspect is very underrated, actually. People don't realize how many, like, how intense it gets downtown and how, like, little groups and cliques form. Oh, it's crazy, guys. I love I love how you met new people playing it because that, that in yeah. itself is, is definitely... Mm-hmm. like a reason someone like you said if, if they're introverted and they're trying to get out of their shell and meet new people to pick it up yeah. oh that's awesome who knows maybe maybe i'll try it one day i doubt it but we'll see <laughs> mine next one is a little different and um i think it is underrated in that it's um something that happens to everybody and um it's when you kind of mess up or things don't go your way i'm saying that's underrated because I'll give an example. Let's say like at work, giving a little presentation, some meeting, and you kind of like fumble your words and they say something that's like just completely wrong. Someone steps in like, hey, actually it's this and blah, blah, blah. You learn something out of it. It can be a little embarrassing at times. You can get flustered in the moment. But the flip side of that is that other people can then be like, oh, you know, like I did the same thing like last week and my other meeting it can humanize you and also other people in that same situation who maybe you're not as close with. And if you don't mess up in life, and let's be real, who doesn't ever mess up? How are you possibly going to learn and grow mm-hmm. as a person in various aspects of your life? So I'm going to say that while we look down on people who mess up and like just completely drop the ball on something, it can be and often is for the best, unless you're like... I don't, I don't really have an example for like messing up on a catastrophic scale here that there's no coming back from it. But in like those little things, like that kind of setting that I'm describing, I feel like that's underrated right. messing up humanizing. Uh, I, I like, I love that answer. Uh, cause Thank I, you. cause I have a, a similar experience. Um, just like messing up, failing in general humbles you and it teaches you, um, know how to learn and, and how to accept failure and, and how to grow from it I, I had a similar experience in my last year of uni i failed um a class thermodynamics two um and i wasn't able to take it it was only offered in the winter so i had to wait a whole year it held me back a whole year to graduate you know um, in the beginning period of that i was just like resentful of my prof i was very like it was just an awful experience at the beginning because I was just like, screw this. He could have passed me, whatever, whatever. It's all the only class I needed type of thing. That's where my mind was. But but it took me a little while to realize, like, um, you know, I, I gained some respect for the guy for passing me, for failing me, sorry, because, you know, it taught me that, you know, there are consequences in life. You can't just go through life um, without any consequences. So held me back a year, but, but it taught me, um, how to learn differently in school. Like I changed how I study in my freaking fifth year. Um, a very humbling experience, failing or messing up uh, for sure. Being able to take criticism. I like that answer a lot. Uh, like you, but like Eric, I love that answer too. Um, it's something like I preach now and like not preach, but like uh, I observed, I work with a lot of people. Like I see a lot of people throughout the day where I work in a huge building and like I can tell right away the type of person, like someone that's they're never air quotes. So I'm doing air, yeah. They're never wrong, and they are never gonna admit like they don't know something. And then someone that's like, no, I don't know. Like, teach me, show me how to do it. And oh, I messed up. Like, 
I'm in the camp of, oh, I messed up. Like, you're like, show me how it's done. And I learned so much. And I, there's no point pretending you know something or getting down on yourself for screwing up. Like, mm-hmm. like, like in your presentation, Eric. Yeah, there's, you have to like, just let, shrug it off, you know, shake yep, it off. Exactly. Like Taylor would say. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, I'm being trained right now. I'm in a new position right now and I'm being trained on these. It's one of the most unique. I've never like, I work with tiny little like mechanisms and we have like little tools and tweezers to hold the parts and I'm learning right now. And I'm like, I, I, and the guy's training was like, ask me any question. There's no stupid questions. If, and I screw up every day, every day I screw up and I go like, Hey, can you show me how to do this? And he shows me and there's no, like, there's no awkwardness there. I don't care if I don't know. How am I supposed to know? Like, who cares if I screw mm-hmm. up, right? So it's great. Um, I wish more people would do that. What's up? What's yeah. Up? I was just say, it's just like a genuine human experience. You yeah. Know? And if someone yeah. on the opposing side is, is like belittling you or making fun of you for messing up, like, that's not a real person, in my opinion. You know, that that's someone that you shouldn't even think twice of. So, yeah, messing up in meetings, like, I remember you telling me, I, I can't remember specifically what you messed up. Um, I don't know if you told me about the most recent one, but we definitely had a similar, like a, a conversation about this. Probably, to be honest. Like, there's definitely a lot of moments in which, like, stuff doesn't always go how I would want it to, like, for a yeah. little meeting or whatever. Like, and, and the grand scheme of things, like, they're pretty meaningless moments, but little little things like that, like, can definitely get at you and be like, oh, like, I, did, I should have said it this way. Or, like, some people mm-hmm. kind of thought that that question was stupid or whatever, but it's like, you kind of had to ask. Otherwise you're one step behind in like trying to act like you know what's going on, but you're not, you don't. And then that'll come back and bite you in the butt later when maybe the stakes mm-hmm. are even higher in that. If you had right. just asked that one, maybe stupid question to some people, but to you, it was essential to ask, like you're looking like a genius to the board when it all matters mm-hmm. later on, you can actually contribute. Yeah. So it's the, the butterfly effect and just kind of changing our perception on these things. Yeah. And they and they say that the lo- the loudest person in the room is never the smartest, right? Yep. The person who's, right. who's talking and acting like they know everything compared to the quiet person who, who may be asking questions. Um, that That's the person who, who's, yep. who's truly knowledgeable. Straight from the 48 laws of power. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. There you that's go. So true, though. And I work with a lot of like I work in like in a manufacturing environment with heavy equipment and machinery and like the machine operators that don't have a loud mouth like they're the ones that know their stuff way yeah. more than the cocky ass like, yeah. like joking <laughs> it's and so easy to tell everything. too like it's so those easy, guys right? are so easy to sniff out yeah absolutely like a book yeah. yeah it's hilarious like you that's exactly what it is it's, it's too yeah. funny um yeah good, good that's a good one yeah good answer Eric. i like yeah. that a lot me too uh my next fifth one this is the last one yeah this one's this one's sort of funny. Um, hopefully, you guys can relate. Baby wipes. I don't leave the house without baby wipes. Uh, traveling essential to bring baby wipes on the plane. I keep baby wipes in my car, in my bag when I used to go to work. Baby wipes in the my gym bag. I have baby wipes. Of course, for what you think I would use baby wipes for, but also it's very versatile. Like recently, I went on a hike. Uh, with a co- old co-worker um, my shoes were extremely muddy and I had just gotten my car detailed so I'm like I can't you know I'm gonna go barefoot here or I gotta find a way to clean this I had baby wipes in my car baby wipes extremely underrated 
I could see that. Don't know when the last time I actually used a baby wipe was, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> we used to have some, like, at my parents' house, there were some. And, like, I guess to clean, like, your car and stuff on the inside, like, spring cleaning coming around, I'm probably going to be needing <laughs> to clean the inside of my car. So maybe I should stop by Walmart. Quick $5 purchase, get some baby wipes. No, I agree. Like, especially that situation you just described. Like, that's super clutch that you had some. Not yeah. have to muddy up your freshly detailed car so no i like that pick i'll co-sign yeah. that sick yeah as a messy eater like i get <laughs> it would be useful for me to like wipe my clean my hands and my face in certain situations uh i that's that you, you threw me completely off guard with that answer baby matt, wipes. like when you're eating when you're eating ice cream matt just wipe the yeah there baby <laughs> wipes would be essential or a slice of cake in the in the summer yeah i don't I, like once a year maybe i'll have ice cream as you guys yeah. know from the last episode yeah cleaning up like baby wipes are a clutch in those scenarios but like also i'm, I'm just gonna go back right to it i i uh, i have ibd uh, and they're okay. they're just super clutch in those in those in right. those scenarios so just in case the listeners didn't understand why i like baby wipes not yeah, to I clean my mouth it. or shoes yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah just always stepping into mud. <laughs> yeah. All right. My last next one. It? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, there was. There's no way I wasn't going to talk about movies. So oh, mm-hmm. Pinpo- pinpointing like one movie that was really hard. I had definitely like a real like ten movies down. I find are underrated, but like that could be a, a different episode. But I'm just going to go with one movie. Obviously, uh, this movie. Though rated very highly online, is I find nobody talks about anymore. It's actually a Jim Carrey movie, a drama with Jim Carrey, and he excels in this movie. It's called Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Have you guys heard of this movie? I've, I've seen of, it. Love it. Haven't seen yeah, it. okay. okay. I love this movie too, Basam, and it's Kate Winslet's in it. It's like mm-hmm. a, a serious drama, but also like kind of there's some funny parts but it's about a relationship and there's a science uh there's like a science fiction aspect where like a comp there's a company that exists that can erase memories from your brain and it's about a relationship that eventually goes sour and one kate and one of them wants to erase the other one from their brain and but the movie's told not in a linear way the movie's kind of told in the way that the character would experience that relationship in movie is like we don't get all the pieces right away it's I I don't know if I'm doing a good job of explaining the movie, but like no, it's you very are. like once the move the more the movie goes along, you're like oh I see what's going on, and it doesn't start at the start. At the, yeah, anyways, Jim Carrey excels in this movie. Jim Carrey's a good dramatic actor. Okay, like Truman Show, this movie, he's really good. Cable and, guy. Yeah, <laughs> Cable guy's hilarious. And every time I watch this movie, I'm like it gets even better. Like I'm like. This movie deserves so much love. And there's certain quotes I remember from the movie, like having seen it so many times, and I always laugh my ass off. You got like Tom Wilkinson's in the movie, Elijah Wood, Mark Ruffalo, Kirsten Dunst. It's just a very weird movie. Like the there's they do stuff in the movie that like you you wouldn't expect, like going into people's heads and like it's really it's really you it's a really unique movie. Love it. And you're, I love you're making me want to watch it again because I've oh, only yeah. seen it once. Um, and I, and I do remember being really confused because like you mentioned, it's not linear and I was confused, but it, but it does sort of really tie in at the end very well. Um, they were like, basically 
I don't want to ruin it for Eric, <laughs> but I'm going to. Really? I'll have both, right? Oh, I don't okay. remember correctly. Mm, I don't want to spoil it, but spoils it. Because, like, they wipe the I'd memory and then they... That's not spoiling I don't, anything. Yeah, I, mean, I have to watch it again. Yeah, that's not spoiling anything. It just... It, this happens fairly on, but, like, there's moments... Because of the whole, like, erasing memories thing, there's, like, a, there's a lot of confusion in the movie. And yeah. then, like, then you get the whole picture and you're like, oh we see what's really happening but the movie has a lot of heartbreaking intense scenes of like couple scenes kind of like marriage story with adam driver and scarlet like yeah, those intense scenes. there's a lot of that in the movie and they're super well done and there's good like realizations and it's a very thought-provoking movie in my opinion it makes me think about my own life and stuff and yeah i do want i want to watch it too i want to rewatch it too now i'm gonna rewatch it now yeah. that you bring it up Jim Carrey totally like different from his other roles, and he excels in this movie. And Kate Winslet's always great. So, Eric, you, we definitely like put on your watch right. list. Yeah, Eternal Sunshine. I think it's on Netflix, Eric. So, oh yeah, yeah. okay, oh, nice. I think so. That's where I watched it. it. Unless they took it off. It's probably somewhere. So. Okay, I have. I'm on four of the main streaming services. So hopefully, it's yeah, on you'll one find of them. it. Nice. So I'll close us off here i'm kind of i was torn between two but i realized that there's not much conversation to go off by saying pears are underrated so i'm gonna go with my other one (laughs) and my other one is this is something i want to do down the road when i own a home in that i haven't done this in the place that we're in right now is establishing a good relationship with your neighbors i feel like that's super underrated and um when andy and i moved into this place we got no warm welcome from our neighbors and as kind of and still am annoyed at it. I'll just say like you expect like a casserole of some sort, some sort of baked goods to be delivered mm-hmm. to your door. And, you know, just a nice like, hi, I'm Cookies. Linda, I'm Tony, whatever. You know? Not even a hey-ho. There you go. Exactly. You didn't even, I mean, you didn't even get a high. I haven't gotten anything. If anything, I've been wow. snubbed. I've given a, a wave and got a... A look of confusion if you're not watching this oh on youtube just uh, like uh why are you saying hi to me just you know uh-huh. I, I like to connect with the people and there are a lot of perks to being close with your neighbors or close i mean like being on a good term good relation good mm-hmm. yeah good standing yeah. with them for example throwing it back to 2016 hosting the nice saloon bros beer pong tournament let the neighbors <laughs> know hey we're gonna be having a little party in the backyard it's gonna be a few people here it's gonna be a little loud they know about it they're not going to call the cops on you. Had I known that I needed to expand my range to the neighbors four houses down who did call the cops on us, well, that's a different story. But the ones, the real ones who we were close with, they held it down, did not rat or snitch on us. So one day, that's my goal is to establish a good relationship with my neighbors. I feel like that's underrated. You go away on vacation, you know, hey, can you pick up the mail for me for all week long? No problem. How many more examples do I need to give? Establishing a yeah, relationship with your you, neighbors you, you, underrated. Absolutely. No, I totally agree. And another aspect, like they can, they might be, uh, it might be a 70 year old man that has the knowledge of like whatever his trade was and he can help you with so many things. You know, you're outside working on your car. He knows all about cars. He can help you with that. He can help you with landscaping. He can help you build the deck. He can help. There's like a thousand and one examples here. And you see that a lot in the country is the neighbor. People are really close with their neighbors if they have any. And they help each other with everything. So 
it's it's super key eric me too that's my wish to be friendly with my neighbors one day and like right now my neighbors are my family my mom's my aunt and my uncle so it's kind of like i'm already friendly with them i hope like uh, i avoid them at all cost <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, I'm trying no, not def- to like definitely. shout right now because they might hear. She, my aunt, might hear me <laughs> through the wall. But no, it's super underrated because they become your friends and you can do stuff with them. Like my dad go, used to go on golf trips with his next door neighbor. Now go. he moved to Kingston, so uh, they they become your friends because you see them almost every day, right? No, good, I totally good, agree. Yeah, good pick, Eric. S- super unfortunate how you didn't get a warm welcome when you moved in. Right. That, that sucks because because that there's two sides of the spectrum either you're you know cordial or very comfortable with your neighbors you guys are you're on good terms with your neighbor compared to awful terms because i have um, a relative of mine whose neighbor is just the worst and they've yeah. been living in the house for 10 years and it's just an awful experience you know um oh. little like turf wars i want to say i swear to god like over like you're on my grass or whatever like it gets to that point where what? it's awful so yeah the, it, it could get to that point if you have a really crappy neighbor so having a good neighbor is definitely uh underrated ours mine's great uh because my mom uh, has a home daycare so our next door neighbor uh when they had kids they actually you know they came through our, our my mom's daycare my mom's daycare she took care of them for like two three years uh, so we're on great terms with my neighbors like gifts gifts are exchanged uh you know um, it, it's just you know once you have when you have good neighbors it's it's definitely definitely dope it's a game changer nice little you're yeah, game part of the community too mm-hmm. uh, also underrated like just yeah yeah anyway, yeah you want to surround yourself with allies not enemies you know where you're gonna live right you want to be comfortable i'd be super uncomfortable with a neighbor that like th- thought like that i hated or like he or got bad vibes off of like that always yeah. be on my mind right agreed um hopefully your neighbor eric's not some sketchy person like doing nefarious things like who, so you know what you got now it's kind yeah. of on me to extend the olive yeah. branch to our because we got new neighbors like the neighbors who were right next to us moved out yeah. and okay. now there's a new group coming in who they're doing some sort of renovations in the spot next to us so i'm assuming okay. they bought the place and they haven't moved in yet like they've been in and out mm-hmm. quite a few times when they move in, we're going over there and we're talking to them. Just be like, yo, listen, it's who we are. Like, it's what we're about. If you want to come over for Thursday trivia, mm-hmm. we can arrange for that. Like some charades set up. Some, I'm just kidding, obviously there. But, you know, just introduce ourselves yeah. and uh, get off on the right <laughs> foot with them. I'm okay. picturing uh, Jesse Plemons game night. Like the neighbor, <laughs> like the ch- <laughs> when you said that. <laughs> Love that. Little like you and Andy walking in with like. You and Andy walking in with like five bags of chips. How could that possibly like, be prof- profitable for family? <laughs> <laughs> a little more subtle than that, though. But yeah, hey, that's uh, by any means underrated movie, I feel like, Game Night too. Game Night, yeah. Yeah, good list, fellas. We got um, some submissions as well that we can go over. The first one being from the homie Zane Merhi, Basam, your cousin. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Zane. So he had two. His were actually one of them we addressed. The first one was black coffee. Yeah. He said, everyone calls me a psychopath when I say I like my coffee black. I mean, I could see that, but you're not a psychopath at all. Let's be clear. We've already established that black coffee is the 
best way to drink your coffee. It is underrated, I agree, but you're doing it right, Zane. Zane's on that coffee game at 16. <laughs> Just Definitely, de- I don't breed. think it's a it's a good <laughs> a good habit to pick up at that age, but <laughs> I've seen him drink black coffee at my house, so. <laughs> He's on that Arabic stuff, too. When did you yeah. start drinking coffee, Matt? Yeah, when I started working uh, at Farm Boy at 16, but okay. I drank double-doubles. Yeah. Mm. I was a double-double guy for like four years. I was a double-double guy until I moved to the UK for my semester abroad, and then I didn't want to buy milk and sugar, so I just became a coffee black guy for budgetary reasons. <laughs> and Smart also, like, I, my friends had like Swedish coffee, which was super – it just tasted good, so I got yeah. used to it and then just started buying like Starbucks dark roast. It was great. And his next submission was pineapple on pizza. Most people mm. hate it because the internet tells them to. Nice little conspiracy theory in the mix as well. <laughs> <laughs> I like pineapple on pizza. I'll, I agree. that. Be, I don't know. I feel like most people hate it. I agree. I would say. I, I don't guess mind underrated. it. I, I like I hate it. it. Okay, I don't yeah, like see, it. I guess. Yeah. Doesn't belong on there. Too acidic. Definitely two sides. Yeah, for sure. Okay, sirrah, sirrah. The internet does like steer people to like oh pineapple on pizza is yep. wrong it's true there that that's a trend now 100 yeah. percent. our next submission was from our previous guest Kilisin. hers was opening a new book for the first time underrated i totally agree that smell just the freshness and the excitement of a new book in your hands totally agree i, I don't read enough to get that uh, that sensation but i am trying to read more so maybe next time i buy a new book i'll, I'll feel that I mean, I like when I'm about to start a new book and I've read, a, like, I know it, like, it's the next one in the series. Or, like, I love the excitement of starting a new book. I don't know about opening, like, a freshly sealed book or I don't, I can't remember what that's like. But I like starting a new book because I'm like, all right, what's the new adventure I'm getting on? But does it have to be, like, a new book or, like, a, can it be a you like? I f- she likes the smell. No, I mm. feel like it was a... Uh... A new book, like the first time you're okay. reading a book. There was no mention right, of the that. smell. That was all me. I brought the five oh. senses into the, <laughs> okay. the equation. No, I agree 100% with okay. Chris Sin's answer. Yeah, I love that feeling. Okay, so a good one, Chris. The next one is from my girlfriend, Andy. She had two as well. Hers were getting a good night's sleep and taking off your boots after a day of skiing. Totally agree on both good night's sleep we talked about there's the oh, yeah. the rem sleep that we seek doesn't happen often but when you get it amazing way to start your day and if you ski when you ski as soon as you take your boots off you still feel like you have that weight of your boots on your feet but you don't so you have that ghost foot feeling it's weird but it's a great relieving moment to have the boot off it's similar to getting off a treadmill i feel Mm. sort of zero different maybe different different feelings i'm thinking of that zero gravity feeling when you get off a treadmill that's something else i probably should have put in my top five now that i'm thinking about it um i haven't skied since i was 13 so i don't know about the boot thing but the sleep is i agree 100 percent because a lot of people are like oh, i don't need sleep uh i only need sleep five six hours but no like the like how your day your day will go so much better after a great night's sleep it's unreal like it's yeah, you're going to lose two hours. Maybe those two hours you would have spent watching a movie or two more episodes of your show 
you wouldn't have gone like you would have you're sleeping more but like man you feel so much better the next day i've i've learned like i've recently like i'm on a i work during the day now not on nights and like i i purposely like at, at least seven hours of sleep now every night you know, I, I don't, uh, I cut it close in the morning now. I wake up right before I'm like, I wake up and it's like, no nonsense. I have to get to work right away. There's like every minute's planned in my morning. It's kind of funny actually. Uh, but to sleep more and to have a great day. So good ones. Yeah. What's the boot? Okay. The, the, the ski thing in the boot. Can you explain that again? Well, yeah, basically it's just like, it's a heavy boot that's tight around your foot. And while you're skiing, you don't really feel it that much because you're kind of going through the motions of skiing and like you, you're not really focused on it. But then when you're done skiing and -hmm. you notice like, okay, there's a lot of pressure on my foot. It's been like this for the last six or so hours. I'm excited to get this thing off my foot. And when you do, it's kind of a process, you know, you've got the flap, unbuckle, 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 flap off, boot off, foot free, (laughs) feel great. That's my, that's my well, when you said ghost the... foot, you're talking about that like super tingly feeling in your yeah, big time some oh, some Peter okay. Tingle it... action in your foot. Is it like taking off your hockey helmet after? Like you don't realize your helmet's on? No, no. Like I I understand the comparison to be made, but the ski boot is just it's a different breed when it comes to okay. equipment. So it is underrated because then you feel like your foot can finally breathe again. I'm assuming you're on the same page with guys. The, the sleeping, the Sam. A hundred percent, yeah. With the sleeping, I mean, you guys already know how I how I feel about sleeping. Get that two night, that two full sleeps, uh, waking <laughs> up two hours before. So no, a good night's sleep is definitely great. But but the boot thing I mentioned earlier is like getting off a treadmill. Not the comparison I should have. That's all good. Eh? <laughs> Sometimes we swing for the fences and we miss terribly. Yeah. There you go. And, you know, um, making making you a learn mistake. From it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so the next ones were from both my parents. They submitted one each. So my mom said time alone for underrated. Ah. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's very I underrated. Like it's time for yourself. Yeah. Definitely people don't appreciate it. Um, I guess a lot of people feel like they have to constantly be um, in settings with other people or environments with other people. Uh, but that time alone definitely helps a lot just to think about, you know, self-reflect. Going to the movies alone, like that's what I'm doing for Doctor Strange. Like I really, that's my me time type of thing, you know. All so people right. think I'm crazy for going to the movies alone. But yeah, just lo- lonesome activities are great. I agree. Good job, Sam. I'm an advocate for going to the movies alone. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's, it, awesome. it's not as weird as people think. It's yeah you learn to love it and you're like oh i can actually relax no one's bothering me Mm -hmm. uh... but yeah of course it's fun to talk to your friend about the movie after but uh no no your mom that's a great pick because even if what you want you think no i I always have to be with other people and that like eventually you're going to realize like no no i need like that downtime where you're watching the sports game by yourself or no it's huge and I get a lot of time alone right now at the moment. Like I live by myself for now and I'm very like, I got a lot of alone time, but like, you know, if I spend the whole weekend with my girlfriend, then I get back home and I'm like, okay, like it's a different feeling. I don't know. I'm conflicted recharge. right now. I'm not going to start going to this whole like tangent on. It's just a good alone. recharge. Yeah. yeah. 
for sure. Yeah. And I feel like, especially coming from my mom, and I know my dad would echo this one as well, time alone. When you get older and like you have kids and like you have way more responsibilities, that time alone is kind of harder to come by and you cherish it even more. So I'm sure that when we get in that game of having kids of our own, if that's what we all want anyways, whoever's listening as well, we'll cherish that time alone even more. But it's still good to take advantage of while don't have as many responsibilities and like it's good like go see a movie alone doctor strange 2 but like anyways yeah i like talking about movies after i see them so it's not yeah. for me but yeah and then my dad had soup is underrated i also agree <laughs> i've become a huge soup guy over the last two years making my own feel like it doesn't get brought up enough in great food conversation soups looked kind of down on as like a true a pigeon in the the meal chain and it's just like wasting room in your like soup kitchens because of the word soup kitchen right (laughs) maybe yeah word association i'm big on that so soup soup kitchen but no it's true like like you said basan like it's kind of just filling up room that should be saved for the main course so but i love soup i agree underrated i really like soup under topic is soup go ahead no you go ahead i'll just finish yeah quickly uh, so uh, Ramadan just ended. So when we break our fast, uh, normally you break it on a little bowl of soup. And it's because like when you're fasting, your stomach sort of shrinks. So getting that you know, warm soup in kind of expands it a bit. And it's like essential mm-hmm. to eat before the main course type of thing. So I had a lot of soup in the past month. But yeah, I do agree. Oh. After Ramadan, I, I don't eat much soup. So that's why I do agree that it is underrated. Wait, but Sam, you've been working out these past. Yeah. How like my I go, brother I go. does Ramadan, so like, holy crap! How did you have the energy to work out? You, you'd be surprised, man. You, you just do. Like, you go an hour, an hour and a half before you break fast. Like, I, I wasn't doing heavy cardio, but okay. um, like, you still hold a lot of your strength, just different mm. weight workouts, and then I hop on the treadmill, like walk at the end of my workout. Uh, you have a lot of energy. It's okay. not like you're starving yourself for like days, you know. True. But yeah. I've like I start feeling faint after like three hours of not eating. No, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> maybe like five. Um, yeah. Okay, and soup's underrated because it's easier to make than people realize, and it tastes delicious, right? Like it's actually yeah. not that hard to make. Call shout out to like our the episode with your mom, Eric. So have you gotten into the soup game, Matt? I remember I want to say at the time you weren't making too many <laughs> soups, so. <laughs> Have I made my uh, homemade soup yet? Absolutely not. I'm very, oh, yeah. I'm slacking in that regard. But that's, <laughs> that's only because I, I'm honestly like, maybe in the future it's gonna change. It will. But like, I, I don't feel like making a huge soup just for myself. If I'm, I like cooking for other people. Like, I find like I'm gonna make more soups in the future. Okay. Just because I'll be able to like share with other people. That's fair. Um, I'm very lazy when it comes to cooking just for one person myself. I'm like, oh, I can just eat this, whatever. But like. When I cook for other people, then I'm like, ah, oh, I want to make it nice and add flavor. Mm. And I've been slacking. You've called me out. Yeah, no, no, I was just wondering. True. I was like, no, it's true though. <laughs> I've been slacking. <laughs> the call out was not my intention. <laughs> just wanted to see if we could share some soup recipes here, but uh, it's all Soon. good. So my cousin Daniel also submitted. Underrated is the album Stony by Post Malone. Came out in 2016. Till this day, there isn't a song in that album that will occur in my playlist that I will skip. A forever goaded album and people never speak about it. 
was big when it came out. Now it's unheard of. I totally agree. Super underrated album. In my opinion, Post Malone's best album. I liked all of his other two albums there, but Stoney. I always go back to that one more than his latest two. I actually never listened to his last album, but Stoney has the vibes. And that's an album that brings me back to when I was in the UK as well. Just hiking at Arthur's Seat in Edinburgh. Anyways, I don't need to get into that. But yeah, Stoney, if you haven't heard it, it's a phenomenal album by Post. Post, yeah, Post, he needs to, he needs to drop something new. Is, is Stoney the one with... Um, I feel like the only Post song that I can remember that's an older one is Candy Paint for some reason. Is that a, a song on that album? <laughs> so that's... No? Like, it's just funny that you thought of that song like uh, when you think of Post Malone <laughs> and Candy, Candy Paint. <laughs> but, White Iverson? Yeah, I it's the album with White, White Iverson. Oh, exactly. that one. That's the, song that, that's the song that made him popular. Yeah, that was his breakout hit. Yeah. Go Flex. Yeah, yeah. This, these are. I'm looking at the track list. Good song. There's some sleeper songs on there too. Like not just the singles. Like Leave Up There. Um, thank You Austin Post. Or Sincerely Austin Post. I don't even know. Uh, the first song is amazing. Broken Whiskey Glass is probably one of my favorites yeah. on there. Great stuff. All right, sweet. I'm going to check out the whole album now. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, I'll listen to that tomorrow driving to work. So yeah, for real, those were all of our submissions. That's a good spot to to wrap it up on there. But Sam, it was a great time having you on here again. Glad that we got to Thanks, do guys. this counterpart to our overrated episode. And like less for disagreements sure. on this one. It was easier, I feel like, to just all be in agreement. Right? Yeah. Because we're bringing light to things that are don't get talked about as much. So that was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I love these kind of episodes, you know, top five, top ten lists. Yeah. Uh, me know, too. I find them awesome. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Next one, my ninth, hopefully before you guys break 100, maybe. We can arrange We, we will that. see. <laughs> for sure. I don't see why that can't happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 99. No chance yeah. it's going to be 99.9, exactly. Triple nine. For 100, we're bringing all our favorite guests for yeah, one huge yeah. show. So, <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's not the worst idea. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. Nice little table readers of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, but you thanks, guys. An- for real. Great answers, uh, great picks, Basam. And it's fun. Thanks, to, it's always fun to talk to you. It's fun to talk to you, too, man. Oh, thanks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thanks a lot, Basam. You killed it on there as per usual for our random recommendations segment have a few things I want to recommend. The first one, actually, I'm just going to dive in with my biggest one. So it's a well-documented tale that I've been an extra in a few movies, just shot some stuff behind the scenes. You all heard about the exchange, but the lesser known one may be on the count of three. And I may have brought this up. Well, I know I have brought this up on the pod multiple times there. Shot this back in the fall of 2019. I was a police officer in the cut. They called me Rookie on set. It's all good. And this movie premiered at Sundance January 2021. I'm thinking, okay, there's some traction here. There's going to be a release date coming up. Nothing comes out until last week. I see on Instagram a trailer and a release date for my second cinematic debut on the count of three. Book it May 13th. You will see this in limited theaters and on digital. 
streaming somewhere. So I, I'm ecstatic for this. I can't wait. The way I remember how it was shot would be that my scene that I shot would be the last scene of the movie. So if you do go check this movie out on digital, don't fast forward to the end. Watch the whole movie and then just be there for the ride and see if it happens or not. But I hope it's a good movie. I was pretty pumped that it got a release date. And I'm just happy that it's finally seeing the light of day on the count of three, May 13th. So that's my first thing to recommend. Blind recommend <laughs> on the count of three. I, I looked it up a little on my phone when you were talking about it. Like It looks like a actually a good movie. It's like a black comedy thriller, it said, and... Yep. I recognize like Tiffany Haddish in the cast. Uh, JB Smooth as well. Smooth. Um, and it's like. It, it, it's going it's, to theater, right? So it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, it's like noticeably Ottawa, too. You can tell that. Like, you can recognize some spots, kind of. like, And just the way it's shot is like, it has like an indie movie vibe to it. Nice. I, I'm excited to go see it. Well, I played at Sundance. Just you telling me that is like, okay. Yeah. Like, it's a good that, sign. It's, gonna be, it's right up my alley. It's an indie movie definitely gonna have to rent it you should definitely like stand up in a theater like that's me but it's the end of the movie so you might not like i mean don't be that guy but then again how many times are you gonna have that opportunity exactly interesting i like it good recommendation preemptive rec recommendation yeah, yeah. aggressive <laughs> but hopefully it pays hey, off why not um <laughs> i don't know how to top that i can't top that i'm gonna recommend i'm gonna go with a tv show that i just started called Space Force on Netflix. Okay. Um, I had no intention of watching this show, to be very honest, but my girlfriend watched it, and she's like, oh, you should, you should, you'll like it. So I started watching it. Of course, I always listen to her. Uh, Steve Carell and John Malkovich, two actors I like, so they're like the two main characters, and it's a very, like, it's almost like the show's a farce on, like, what's going on now, and, like, there's a lot of, like, black, not, like, black, com not black comedy, just, like, making fun of like the u.s government and the different like military branches and it's about like a fictional space force getting created what no not fictional like the space force actually exists but it's just very it's very funny show but serious like it's serious and funny at the same time and i didn't think i'd like it but i'm on episode five now and you know what every episode's growing on me and there's only 10 episodes and seven in the next season so like i'm i'm really liking the show now took me a couple episodes to get used to the humor i was like oh okay they're going for this type of humor fine okay. by me i'm in it so space force insanely easy to watch half hour episodes steve carell like he's never boring um there's a lot of good actors in the show too not just john malkovich and steve carell so yeah space force if you were on the fence on it like just check it out it is funny people it's funny okay right on yeah, I never gave it a chance. Like, um, it had a great cast too. Like you said, John Malkovich, Steve Carell. I want to say Ben Schwartz and a few other like character actors that you just recognize. Like, I'm forgetting names right now yeah. there, but I know there are a few other people that I've seen like a bunch of stuff. So, and it got renewed for a second season, so that's always a good sign. And I want to say it's the creator from The Office as well. So, are there kind of some similarities in the style of Absolutely. comedy? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. But, like, you can't compare, like, The Office is legendary, no. so. Yeah. I wouldn't expect it to be on the level of The yeah. Office, but still, like, yeah. I, I like their style, so, um, yeah, no, I'll give it a shot. I'm not really watching a 
comedy show right now. So I've been recommended How I Met Your Father by Zach and that it's a terrible show and watch it just to make fun of it. But I don't <laughs> think I'm going to go down that path. <laughs> don't waste your time. Don't waste your yeah, time. Yeah, no. There's too much good TV to watch out there to watch garbage. Just just quickly, though, I finished Euphoria Season 2. Okay, and like, nice. What? That's insane, that ending. I don't know if I liked it 100%, but yeah. like... Like the play. Very ballsy. Did you watch it yet, Eric? Yeah, I've seen it all. Okay. Like, holy Christ. I don't know. I liked it. I liked the ending. Like, it's so over the top. The season two especially was... It took it to another level of over the top. But I still, like, I had a good time with it. It was like, you just accept it Fast and Furious style. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of craziness. like, Like, unrealistic stuff that happens. Right. Me, like, the character of Cassie just going off the rails. Like, her her decision-making is very questionable, to say the least, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in regards to a certain scumbag Nate. That's just uh, <laughs> yeah. hard to understand why she would act such a, the way she did. But, um, crazy show. I'm glad I watched it, though. I, sh- I slacked. I should have watched it when it came out. It's It's you can't keep your eyes off of it like i have to know i want to keep watching it it's yeah. like a train it's like a car crash you just want like can't help but look exactly it's a great way to describe it i have not watched many movies or any movies actually since our last episode but i've been listening to an album that just dropped this friday okay. called cocodrilo turbo by action bronson who i recommended his book a few episodes back I'm loving this album. I'm a big Action Bronson fan. So maybe you have to go into this album expecting some weirdness. It's a, it's a really different style of rap. But his he's a very lyrical artist, like very original. The beats he used on this one are completely different than anything I've ever heard. And the album's theme is like he's comparing himself to a crocodile. And all of the beats really... like give an atmosphere of like this is music a crocodile would listen to and like that you could picture like a crocodile like just like chilling in like it's it's very weird and hard to describe but it just makes sense these are 10 songs concise album crocodile soundtrack i'm loving it right now it's a it's a great album give it a go if you've never heard of action bronsoner's music check it out and if you like that go back and check out his catalog like he's a, a really unique artist and I'm a, i'm a big fan so yeah, I listened to the album once. Okay. Uh, in the car, and I was my first. Time, I was like, "What the hell am I listening to?" I did not. <laughs> I didn't hate it though. I kind of liked it, but I was like, "This is weird." I acknowledged that right away. I was like, "What the hell?" But I'm gonna be re-listening to it. You know, we're prepping, always prepping for the twenty best of twenty twenty two hip hop. Yep. So yeah, I'm. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder if Eric likes. Like, I wonder if this is gonna be a, like uh, something people like. But after one listen, you can't. I can't make form. No, I gotta re-listen to it. And in my opinion, I've listened to it now like three, maybe four times, and it got, it gets better every time. Okay. I good. just don't know like what its ceiling is. Like I at this point, I'm not expecting it to be a top ten album for me. Like I'm liking it a lot right now, but there's other people I'm looking for to drop who I think will surpass this. But I'm I'm still liking it a lot, and I do think give it a few more spins. I felt the same way with his last album too. Only for dolphins, I was ex- I was anticipating it, and I was like, "This is not that good." The first listen, I thought it was super weird, but then like I still listen to that album to this day. So, gets better with time. Young AB, I'm glad you listened to it though. That's that's awesome. Oh, yeah, of course, 
I'm on every Friday. I'm on it. Like nice. what, what's coming out? What like in hip hop re- in any music genre? Re-listens are so essential. Like I didn't like the new Denzel Curry album the first time, and now it's now I'm, 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 I love it. Actually, it starts with an M, right? It's like melt my eyes, remember? your future. melt. Thank you. Yeah, it's a great I listen album. to it a lot. Actually, I love it. I love it now. Great but the album. first time you don't, it's a song, right? It has to grow on you, and you can't just yeah. Nor can you listen to an album only once and say it's so great, it's awesome. No, you gotta like see if it has like. It can stand the test of time, even if that time is just weeks or months. It does change. Does um, if you don't know, actually, there. if you don't know Denzel Curry's albums, like Taboo and Zoo, are great albums. I don't know if I've ever recommended them to you, Matt, or you already knew them, but those are great albums too. I I think Zoo Zoo came out after uh, Taboo. Yeah. The yeah, content. Zoo I listened to because that was the most recent one. Yeah, I listened to Taboo. Taboo's I like good. okay taboo. Okay, cool. It's a darker album, but "Melt My Eyes" is great. Like, I love that album. I'll yeah, oh, me too. Me too. Um, okay, I'm gonna. I watched couple. I watched several movies, but two, only two worth talking about. Two horror films actually. There's this movie that just came out called X. The letter X. It had a limited theatrical run, and X is this the guy the the director of X has directed many horror films some hits some misses and this is like a return to form to him from his from his earlier films that were actually amazing um so x is about a young and x is an homage to the texas chainsaw massacre takes place in the 70s it has the same graininess feel camera movement it's about uh two couples okay there's two couples a cameraman and his assistant they're going out to shoot a pornographic film and like but fuck nowhere texas literally uh yeah (laughs) oh my god you caught me off guard with that (laughs) sorry (laughs) that was good eric that was good uh so they rent this like house this farmer's house and like they don't really tell the farmer what they're doing there and that kind of ties into the plot like who are these weirdo older couple that tend the land and they do their own like filming and then that's where the plots that's where the movie starts and weird shit starts happening okay it's very old school horror. Okay. Builds up tension. Not there's no like pop up jump scares that are dumb like all the new horror films. This is like, like think Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You're building to something, and then it's an insane climax. Eric, X, really good horror film. I recommend it. Okay. The last movie I'm gonna recommend, and this movie is not for everybody. It's weird as all hell. It's called Gretel and Hansel. It's on Amazon Prime. It, it tells the story of Hansel and Gretel, but like completely different twists kind of makes it into a dark fantasy horror film. Um, the director of this movie, Oz Perkins, who is the son of legendary actor Anthony Perkins, who played Norman Bates in Psycho. And his other horror films are very artsy and slow burn and very like dr- like full of dread and creepiness and this one's no exception it stars the girl who play the the young uh lady from the it movies well i cannot remember like, her name in the um beth is that is her it name? beth i don't know that sounds about right so. but she's got red head her name's yeah, like yeah. her actress name's like sophia something it's b something i'm pretty sure i thought it was beth but not 100 it, it probably is Thank God this isn't horror movie trivia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she's the main girl in it. She's uh, uh, Gretel. Very, I'm telling you, it's like Hansel and Gretel, but like completely like, it's like 
they mythology it's like a mythology of it and a backstory on like the witch and like it's very weird eric but honestly i it's short movie too like an hour and a half if you're tired or not in the mood like you're gonna hate this movie if you have time if you have if people have time to devote to this movie and like understand what's going on it's actually really good and it kind of freaked me the hell out actually i'm not gonna lie it was very eerie i did look over my shoulders a couple times there's some really like creepy scenes so yeah i mean that kind of always sounds like a scary setting i feel like they've remade those movies into so many different kind that yeah. story into so many different kinds of movies and like this i don't know it sounds like an intense one and if it scared you it's probably gonna scare me so um, <laughs> yeah maybe i'll wait till the fall and the more seasonally correct time shows up and i want to get in that it's really scary zone i'll check it and her name is bev so i knew it was i knew it bev. wasn't beth but it was close beverly marsh good call yeah I have one last thing to recommend. It's a book I'm reading right now called This Bright Future by Bobby Hall. So Bobby Hall, for those who don't know, is the birth name of the rapper called Logic. So it's his memoir, basically. This Bright Future. Absolutely loving it. I was a big Logic fan like when he was coming up and then... Probably around like 2019-ish, his music, I felt like, started to dip a little in quality. But regardless, I'm a huge fan of him as a person. Love how creative he is and original he is and, like, all these different ventures that he takes part in. Like, one of his albums, he scripted, he wrote, like, a script for it and it plays out like a movie. I love that album, too, This Incredible True Story, or The Incredible True Story. And he wrote a novel. He, um is going to be, he acts a little bit too, produces his own music, is, has a lot of different styles, his raps as well. And he talks about all of that in his childhood, his upbringing in this memoir, super inspiring, like the odds that he defied and the abuse that he suffered as a child, like from his parents and terrible upbringing and um, just the environment that he was in, how he made it out of the hood. And, um, oh my God. I'm still on like the come up part of it now. Like he's just getting into the music at a, as a young, like 20, 21 year old being broke and uh, trying to get any gig he can. It's super inspirational, honestly. And for me, I can see like, like a bit of myself in that, in that, like just being, having a hand in a bunch of things and just trying to work on your craft and stuff. So like, for me, it's really fun to read about like someone who made it out of almost impossible conditions and uh, I would definitely recommend if you're not really a, if you're a fan of logic anyways, hundred percent recommend. And even if like, if you just want like a good autobiography of something that's inspiring and that'll be like inspirational to read, I'd recommend this good book. Got at the library. Wow. I was going to ask you, like, can you tell us something about logic that not many people would know, but I think you've already done that. I didn't know all that. Well, like his upbringing and yeah, so his um, relationship with his mother was very interesting to read about and like super sad how she would treat him when they were growing up and just I had no idea how much he moved around as a as a child and w wouldn't be living with his mother anymore because she was too much to handle. He would live at like his friend's house mm. his with his friend's parents of course and like then they would be kind of sick of having him around like they couldn't really provide for him as well so he'd have to move out move with, move in with his sister who lived with her boyfriend who sold crack cocaine and then he's in like a gang related environment 
has to leave the apartment because there's a, a shootout in the park, like right around where they live, and like has to run out and just go to another house and just honestly crazy all this stuff that he's been through. I had no idea. And actually today I was listening to one of his old albums and he's making a bunch of references in those songs to moments that I've now read about. So I can, it adds another layer of like, okay, like this is what he was talking about in his raps. Like it almost, I don't know why when he was saying it in his raps, it wasn't really sticking with me as much as really reading it, how he felt in the moment. Like you have obviously way more time and space to elaborate on your feelings in a book than in a rap song. It's just crazy. Awesome. I wish I could read more. Like I'm like a 10 page a night type of person, <laughs> sadly. That's, yeah, well. It's better than than most. Yeah. Reading True. in general is just good. So good on you for however much you read. It's better than not. It's better than nothing, exactly. Yeah. It's like 60 push-ups, better than nothing. Hey, I was going to say, I was going to make the push-up comparison. Like, got it. So yeah, that's all I got for today, Matt. I don't know if you had anything else there not, you wanted to share, but... That's all I want to recommend. Yeah. All right, right on. So uh, as per usual, ton of fun. In our next episode, maybe we'll even be able to sprinkle in our thoughts on Doctor Strange 2. I'm pumped to go see that. That, I want to see the Northman. There's also um, the Unbearable Weight of Talent with Nicolas Cage. I forget if I talked about all these movies in the last episode, but I no, you, there's a ton of stuff I want to see in theaters. So I'll, hopefully I'll be able to recommend a few more, including on the count of three in the next one officially. So... Stay tuned for Sweet. that. Um, Matt, final notes for the listeners. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening. I hope you guys were entertained. I know, like, I had a blast talking with you and Basam. Um, everybody, have a whatever you're doing right now. I hope you guys are having it's a good time in your life, and that uh, hey, let's enjoy the warm weather now and have a great summer, spring, spring, summer. It's here almost. So yeah, thanks a lot everybody for listening. Stay tuned for episodes dropping every two Mondays. Continue to stay safe. Love you all. And yeah, peace.